is Gilbert Gottfried, and I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre, and this is Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal obsessions. Such a pro. Do we have a guest? Uh, let me look. Oh, look at that! Oh, it's the great Gino Salomone. Back oh, for it's return you engagement. Again. Oh, it's you again. It's yeah. you again. Glad to be back. So much fun the last time. How are you, pal? I'm good. We should start with a thank you because Why? you because you just brought us the wonderful Paul Feig, who turned out to be a top-notch guest. He was great. Was now, he great? Now Paul Feig directed the Heat with <laughs> yes, Sandra he Bullock. <laughs> yeah, and that's uh, I think it was at that uh, press conference. Not press conference, press uh, junket. Junk yes. That um, Sandra Bullock said the following to me. <laughs> oh my God, you are brilliant! Come <laughs> here, I will fuck you. Yeah. Do I have to hear this again? Yeah. Yes. Why do I have to hear this over and over, yeah. over and over? <laughs> The darkest day, and then, of course, we have to have a guest who was there when it happened, Paul Feig. Yes. So it brings it back up all Oh, it's over a dark again. day. I understand. Because yes. you because you like Sandra. Well, you have a, fond, a certain fondness for Sandra. Not once has she said anything like that to me. <laughs> what about Sandra Gould from Bewitched? Oh, well, you know, yes. Mrs. Kravitz, I'm fine with that. Where is she? Now... The you last know, time. let me tell you something. Uh-oh. It's going to be one of those. There are more fulfilling things in life <laughs> than having gorgeous actresses who want to fuck you. <laughs> now, what those things are, I can't, <laughs> can't, right, can't off, name them. right off the bat, if you're pushing me against the wall, I can't think of What them. I'm hoping for is a phone call from her publicist to say, yeah, listen, that's got to go away. You cannot, you got to get that clip back. We can't play that clip anymore. <laughs> I'm surprised that call hasn't come in I yet. I know. And what clip were we talking about? Oh, this one. Oh, my God. You are brilliant. Come here. I will fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Frank Verderosa. <laughs> Uh, let's see. What would you like to talk about, my friend? You brought us more clips. You brought us more stories. Well, I want to start off with this. Yeah. I'm so angry Tell that us. fans are sending Gilbert stuff, free stuff. It's not right. It's not. Oh, this bothers you. It bothers Every episode, it bothers me. Oh, what did you get this week? Oh, great. <laughs> well, Paul got a dollar. Oh, he deserves Somebody more than that. Dollar. <laughs> Why does this happen? For the work he does, he should send the dollar back. <laughs> Why does it happen that, that guests decide to say Because he's a beloved entertainer. Oh, don't I know it. <laughs> don't I know it. <laughs> it galls you. It does. I And I sit at home, or I'm driving in the car listening to this, uh-huh. and I hear a story of mine come up. <laughs> or, or worse yet, okay, over the years, what gifts have I gotten you? Do you even remember? Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Most of them I forgot about. <laughs> Uh, oh, uh, the 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 oh Paul Lynn yes, biography. I tell him about this Paul Lynn biography, and and that it definitely says what you've suspected for a long yes, time that, that he hated the Jews. That's right. So <laughs> I he said, "Boy, I really like that book." I sent him the book. Does he read it? No, no, no. no. Yeah, sits in that break front in the hallway. I where get all, him, all of his unread books right, that people right. give him. I get him a Paul Lynn autograph picture that I had verified. Nothing. I get him a Kathleen Freeman picture. That I go to the house. I don't see it up. Wow, Do you? a Kathleen Freeman picture. Yes. Yeah. I got him. I got you a lobby card from Of Mice and Men. And oh. come, come to think of it, I haven't seen that framed in your apartment yes. either. 
Dara. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, go to eBay, Gilbert Gottfried, and you will see all these items up for sale. Yeah. Has, he, has he done that? Is that a liquidation sale? Uh, I'm looking at my notes here. Uh, do you have a Ruth Buzzy story, pray tell? <laughs> how was that for a, a smooth... Oh, boy, how, does he. How was that for a smooth segue? Do you want to tell it, Gilbert? Okay. <laughs> and then claim it for your own. Yes. Well, one time I was at an autograph. <laughs> I was at an autograph show, and I see Ruth Buzzy. Now, Charlton Heston is there selling his autograph Name for $15. Dropper. You know, who's a bigger star than Charlton Heston? I see poor Ruth Buzzy all by herself. No one's talking to her. So I walk up and I start to talk to her. She said, are you Italian? I said, yes. She said, so am I, my, my real name. And she told me her real name. And I see the selection of pictures and I, you know, I can't just let her hang. So I said, you know what? I'll take that one. And it's Gladys Ornsby. And she signs it to Gino. She writes all this nice stuff. And then she looks up at me and said, $40. <laughs> Yeah, it looked like it was going to be like five. Some of them, back in the day, they were the black and whites were five and the color pictures were ten. Well, this was back in the day. Wow. So I was shocked, but what could I do? She'd signed it to me, so I You don't want to get hit with a handbag. No, well, maybe I did. So I give her the money, and then I'm flying home, and I leave it. On the airplane, <laughs> in, in some oh seat pocket, and someone sold it and got a few million Sad dollars. That's right. That's he retired right. in Hawaii. Yes, on exactly. the money. <laughs> Horrible. Horrible. He has not told that story and claimed it for himself. I'm shocked, but he loves so, to remind me of how much money I lost on yes. that deal. All right, maybe the Mel Torme story is a little nicer. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to set you up. Well, <laughs> like do you know the Mel Torme story? What happened? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I booked him for a Christmas show. This happened to Gilbert, right? <laughs> <laughs> and of course, he wrote the greatest Christmas song of all time. Absolutely. Chestnuts Roasting on an Open Fire. The Christmas song. The Christmas song, that's right. So I book him, and it's for a charity. It's a fundraiser. And they have this choir of young kids singing. And I see Mel Torme pacing back and forth and i i go up as the booker and i say is there anything i can get you mr torme he said yeah you can get those bleeping kids off the stage <laughs> oh my god i was crushed beloved the, mel torme right, the velvet fog <laughs> that is that the word he used bleeping no no, no. <laughs> gee i wonder if you would, would like, know what the word was like was it i will get those fucking kids off the stage that may or may have been the yes, word yes i just like to because I like to have truth in these stories. That's what you are. You yes. are all about truth. I know that. Yeah. He's a truth teller. Oh, my God. Okay, let's see. Who else can you disillusion us about? <laughs> I don't want a disillusion, but these things happen. Wait, you also brought some recordings. I did. Yeah. Yes. And now, our, our engineer, Dave, will play them for yes, us. Yes, I used to have a company where I would book older celebrities for personal appearances. And to make it more enticing, I would have them record my answering machine. Mm -hmm. And it was great. People would call. I would get people who would call and go, I just wanted to call and hear your answering machine. Thank you. It was great. And then they would hang up. So who should we start with? I think I want to start with this one. Okay. I queued, I queued them up in this order. And we'll let, uh, we, we won't let. We will actually uh, tell the listener who this is. I think they can figure it out All for right. themselves. Go ahead. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Hello, citizen. Gino's out fighting crime, so I, Batman, am answering his phone while he makes the streets of Milwaukee a safer place for all. 
Leave a message at the familiar beat. Come on. How it's, cool is it's that? It's Batman. In yeah. my mind, I see Batman in full costume yes. leaving me that message. Yes. How cool is that? And that you got him to do color that. color of the house. <laughs> right. <laughs> that they had in that era. Right. right. Former podcast guest, Adam yes. West. Yes, and I used to book Adam for appearances. Yeah, what a lovely guy. What yes, an he, interesting man. Yes, he was and very a com- interesting. And a complicated man. I agree. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Willie Willie Anderson, right? Was that was, was oh, no that? William and, West Anderson? Yes, yeah. That's, that's where he got the West, right? His middle name from right. Walla Walla, Washington. Listen, listen that, to him. That's a lot of W's. A nice man. I worked with him twice. I what? introduced him to Gilbert at that damn uh, autograph oh, show, yes, in Burbank at the uh, Beverly Garland. Well, I once got a strange call from Adam. You did. He called me. He said, "When are you going to be in Los Angeles?" I said, "Actually, I'm going to be there this weekend." And he said, uh, "Can you meet up for a drink?" I said, "Sure. Who doesn't want to have a drink with Adam West?" So he comes to the hotel. We sit down and we're talking. And he said, "Gino, I have a problem. My son is being bothered at school by a couple of guys, and I need you to send some people there to scare them." <laughs> oh, jeez! Oh, who are you? Oh, you? <laughs> well, that's right. Uh, Doug Mazzini. <laughs> 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 You're you're a, you're a journalist. <laughs> I'm a, yes, I'm Italian. That's a yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and you know, I mean, I love that he loved his son that much. That's sweet. You know, it's very sweet. But honestly, yes. <laughs> hey, Moose Rocco, I need you to pay hey, a visit Moose to this Rocco. college. <laughs> Help the judge find his checkbook. That's right, exactly. <laughs> But still, <laughs> to have that experience, that's disturbing. I know. Well, I know. what did you do and what did you say? Well, I had the guys killed. You did? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You don't want to let them down. No. I He's did. Batman. I said, I did laugh. I said, Adam, I, I like that you thought I might have that type of power, but I don't even know anybody like that that's that hilarious. can do anything. Gilbert has never gotten a call like that in his career. <laughs> no. Gil- Gilbert, can you, can you see, did you take care of a couple of guys? Although I do remember a guy saying to me, some big lug saying, you know, hey, anything I can do for you. Any? And I said, oh, can you have some arms broken? And the guy goes, well, you know. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought, ooh, boy. <laughs> Dara wants to call that guy to have an she arm does. broken. <laughs> she would call him now. So how is his son doing? I hope good. Oh, no, I'm sure he's doing well. Yeah. I, I never met the he's son. He's 53 now. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's not right. an issue anymore. Right. <laughs> That's a wild story. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Now, you, you, we should explain that. You knew these people. You right, I had know a them. You got where to I, know them right. personally. Right, you I worked with them professionally, them. Yes. and you booked them. But 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 you you formed friendships. That's right. And you formed still to this day. Yeah. Yes. Here here's another person that you got. I feel like this is like a really bad. <laughs> <laughs> this is your life. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly I'm I'm Ralph Edwards. <laughs> There's another person you uh, you coaxed into doing an answering machine message for you, Dave. Holy hangups! This is Robin the Boy Wonder. Gino is in the Batcave, helping Batman interrogate Catwoman. He'll give you a call back, same bat time, same bat channel. Yes, the uh, another guest here. Yeah, another guest, another podcast guest. And, Thank you, Dave. And this ran for some time. What did Bert charge you for that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Bert likes to get paid. I know he does. Yeah. I know he does. We and, love uh, him. After that appearance, you know, it ran for like a month or two on my machine, and Adam got tired of it, 
And Adam called me and he said, will you get that guy off your phone? Why don't you have someone like Adam West do it? So I Is did. Is that what happened? Yes. That's great. Yes. That's classic. Bert was great with us. Yeah. Yeah. So he was a surprise. He protected the legacy. Yes, the way did. some of these That's people right. do, because Gilbert right. kept asking him about sexual stuff. Yeah, and, and he said, yeah. Gilbert he said, Gil- Gilbert, I'm 17 years old." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good guest. Yeah, and he had a sense of humor. Both of them had you a have great. To. They both had great right? senses of Don't humor. Don't you think? Yeah. yeah, I mean, to hear that all those years, you have to. And and Adam kind of denied his thing that Bert put in his book that Bert had. A very large cod piece. Uh huh. The Thresher. They used to call. Yes. They used to call Bert Ward. Yes. Yeah. Adam didn't buy that. But he didn't. Th- that's what he told me. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're making news. <laughs> God forbid this episode gets out. Okay. <laughs> we will return to Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast after this. Let me see who else we have. Here's a little. Here's a wild card one. When you sent me these these clips, right. these people I knew that you had worked with because we discussed them. Sure. And these are the kind of people that show up at these autograph shows. But this one was surprised this one surprised me. This was out of left field. Dave? Hello, you insignificant person. This is Larry Bud Melman. Gino <laughs> is far too busy to return your call. But you probably have nothing better to do than leave your name and number at the beep. <laughs> I love that man. I did too. I the did late too. Calvert DeForest. That's right. You know, he was so, whenever they'd put him out live anywhere, he was a disaster, a but disaster. that's what made it so funny. A disaster. The first celebrity I ever wrote for. Really? Yeah. Yeah. What for for what purpose for what was he doing? Billy Martin celebrity roast. I was a young... Remember James Dixon? Remember when he was handling oh, both of yes, us? At yes. William Morris a million years ago? I got a call. I was a young writer, and I got a call saying, uh, Larry Bud Melman is going to be a roaster on this day. As, you know, they had Mickey Mantle. Right. They had Shecky, Alan, Green, uh, Alan King, the usual suspects. And they, they were going to dress Melman up in a baseball uniform and pass him off as Billy Martin's Little League coach. You're kidding. So he needed <laughs> scripted material. Yeah, what they call special material. That is, that is great. <laughs> so I had to can, write. Can you tell that Pearl Harbor story? Which one? About James Dixon. Oh, <laughs> I better not. <laughs> All right, now this is going to cause not piss everybody. off anyone powerful. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still shocked that Gilbert has an agent. <laughs> well, this was the 80s until they okay. until they realized he didn't want to pay commissions. Yes. Now, when you say Alan King, yeah, I think of a great experience you had with Alan King when he asked you to do uh, a charity event. Yes. Talk about what you wore. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> you know, Alan King's out there in a tux, all done up, Vegas style. And I came out and like, jeans and a sweatshirt what you're wearing now yeah yeah yeah. yeah. you look like mr green jeans yeah (laughs) (laughs) and when i got off stage and the audience is applauding uh alan king is the mc so he walks out on stage and watches me walk off and then he turns to the audience and goes when i go on stage my suit is cleaned and pressed. My <laughs> hair is combed. And then he walks out like he rolled around in shit. <laughs> and I 
venue that was one of your great honors of your life. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, that that Alan yes. Jack said that. So he was old school show business, yes. and he was personally offended that yeah. you weren't. Again, Paul comes back to Paul Feig wearing a suit. Right, respect show business. Right, that's why I wore a suit. Of course, for Paul. That's funny. Yes, that is really funny. <laughs> now, getting back to Larry Bud, a lovely have, guy, right? A lovely, but, lovely. You guy. know, if you hear that when you call me, maybe you get tired tired of it or insulted by it. Yeah. Do you have the clip from the beloved professor Russell Johnson? Uh, I just might have that one, Dave. What do you think? Listen, fuck you, Larry. <laughs> Bud Melman. Anyway, this is Russell calling for Gino, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, Wednesday, and it's uh, a little after 5 o'clock. Uh, give me a call if you can, if you can before uh, this thing in Tacoma on Saturday. I have a couple of questions I'd like to ask. I haven't heard anything from anybody about it all. And uh, anyway, so give me a call when you can. And after that call, he made a radio work with Seawater. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's What a sweet guy a su- he was. Sweet guy. I never met him. Yeah. just And when I hear that, I'm seeing him in the white shirt and the yes. khakis the way he was on Gilligan's Island. I love that Russell Johnson is calling Gino, getting Larry Bud Melman's recorded <laughs> answering machine oh, message. Yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Larry Bud. <laughs> I loved him so much, Russell. And... Bob Denver wrote a book, and in the book he claimed that Tina Louise would have sex in the dressing room next to him, and he would hear it through the wall. And Tina Louise was furious. So in People Magazine, she wrote a letter to the editor, and it said, I don't care what Bob Denver says. I know what happened. And anyway, I'm happy being here in New York watching the leaves turn red and yellow. So Russell wanted me to send that to him. I sent it to him, and I get a copy back where he wrote, she can watch this turn red and yellow. Unbelievable. (laughs) Oh, he was feisty. Yes, but so funny. Yeah. So funny. We love him in that Twilight Zone episode where he has to try to prevent the Lincoln assassination. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Wonderful. Wonderful underutilized actor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When I hear that, oh, my God, yes, yes, you know I do a Gilbert impression. Let's hear it. Okay. You are a guest complimenting Gilbert and how great he is. You know, Gilbert, I, I have to tell you this. I'm really thrilled to be here on the podcast because I'm really a longtime fan of yours. I've seen all your stand-up specials. I love your work. I have your CDs. You're really quite brilliant. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I hear people saying, you say, we just scratched the surface. That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. What I love is when he fakes enthusiasm. (laughs) When I say, uh, when I say, Gil, you know, you you were in that movie with that person back in this, you you guys, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Care less. And it's turned into, except he's he's a little more shrewd than older relatives. When you're talking about your grandpa who's in the room, and you try to engage him in the conversation, he said, uh, Grandpa, you like soup too, don't you? Oh, wow. <laughs> he and, resents that I do that, but I try to bring him back. But he's caught on to I us. I bring him yes. back into the show. He caught on. Yeah. It, it, it's kind of like someone will be talking like... Uh, about Citizen Kane, and I'll be here quiet. And uh, Frank will go, uh, uh, well, you uh, once walked with a cane. You heard Frank, you walked with a cane. <laughs> Anything. Right? Anything to engage him. He's still, mad. He's still mad that I slipped him the paper that said Greg Evigan. Because yes. he was about to say Glenn. <laughs> 
during the sign-off. Right. I actually, it was like like those scenes in movies where you see the person where they slow the film down. Right. And you see the lips going. Like someone's talking about Gone with the Wind, and Frank will go, "Well, you wear a jacket when it's windy." Oh yeah. Oh, he has, he has like six or seven yes. fake reaction, yeah. fake yeah. interest reactions. There, there are like so many like drinking and drug games right, right. going on out Drugs. there. What yeah. are people taking opioids? Yeah, they're sandwich? like smoking crack every time. <laughs> that's I'll not go, true because they didn't wear that. When I was a kid. Oh, yes, was, that's yeah. another one. Yes. All right, let's see. Uh, I'm trying to remember what we had queued up. Oh, speaking of Russell Johnson. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gilbert, you have a Johnson, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Will you tell people what that is? Because that's then now we're really scratching. Timmy Rogers, Teddy Rogers, Timmy, yeah. Timmy Rogers, Timmy Rogers. You see what I mean? Oh yeah! We watched together a yeah. YouTube video of him singing, and he starts off playing the guitar, going, "Hey, bottom wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die." <laughs> and then he would tell a joke and go, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> We you gotta have a find guest, that. Well, you have a guest coming up who wrote his comedy album. Yes, we do. Ron Friedman, Ron Friedman. is coming on the yes. show. So here's another one of your beloved friends. Okay. Someone you used to book, uh, doing you a solid. Hi, this is the skipper. Gino can't come to the phone right now. Last time I saw him, he was skinny dipping in the lagoon with Ginger and Mary Ann. Leave your name and number, and Gino will get back to you as soon as possible. The great Alan Hale Jr. Alan Hale yeah. Jr. He was the first person I booked. He was the he was the skipper. Yes. And we went out to the first time I was with him. We went out for dinner, and first of all, he ordered two entrees, which of course the that's skipper a Gil- would that's do. That's a Gilbert move. Yeah. Do you yeah, do yeah, that? Yeah. As long as someone else is picking up the check. <laughs> and the most expensive three dessert. Three to go home. <laughs> Well, not that stereotypes ever get played on this show, but it was a young Asian uh, waiter. A young Asian waiter who, who recognized him but wasn't quite sure. And he said, uh, and now I'm going to be Gilbert. But he uh-huh. goes, uh, are you captain from Girrigan? And uh, he said, no, I'm from McHale's Navy. And the guy goes, oh, McHale's Navy. He thought he was Ernest Borgnine. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And when you- we would do an appearance, he'd wear the skipper's hat. And when I wasn't looking, he would hit me over the head with the hat. And I, I'd look at him and he said, well, you know, that fan wanted me to do it, but I know you won't sue me. So Unbelievable. I, I you was had, that you're guy. suddenly doing stunts. Right. That's with, right. Suddenly you're the Bob Denver stand-in. Yes. My God. Yeah, I know you were very emotional when you lost him. I know yeah, you were really yeah, fond of the guy. He was a good, good man. He called me from the hospital and it just broke my heart. That's a shame. Yes. At least you have this. Right. You That's have right. this to remember him by. And all the times he whacked you in the head. With this, right. with we, we have another one here, and this is from somebody who uh, worked with Gilbert, loved Gilbert, and co-starred in a commercial with Gilbert. This is Florence Henderson and Carol Brady. Gino is not available right now. He and Marsha, well, they're out on the town. Leave a message at the beep, and if those crazy kids ever get home, Gino will be sure to call you right back. Talk about missing someone. Yeah. 
She was great. She was so great. And she loved Gilbert's act to the point where she recited one of her favorite routines. And do you know which one it was? Oh, which one? About Humphrey Bogart going to the post office. Oh, yes. Go ahead. Okay. uh, Humphrey Bogart in the (laughs) post office. Stamps. (laughs) <laughs> and to see Carol Brady imitating Gilbert. Imitating Humphrey Bogart. Yes. What an homage. I loved her. She was so great. And I booked her for a, a concert, and it was in my town. So I had my my mother, my aunt, and my grandmother there. And Florence actually told this story at the unveiling of her star on the Walk of Fame because she was nice enough to invi- invite me there. So she's performing. All of a sudden, I see my grandmother stand up in her late 80s and start clapping. And... Florence was so touched. And after I said, oh, that was really nice of you to my grandma. And she said, oh, I had a leg cramp. I had to stand up. I I couldn't keep sitting. Florence Henderson caught crabs. From Mayor Lindsay. Yes. Yes. New York's Mayor Lindsay. She went public with that. That was very strange. When we're doing a touching tribute (laughs) to Florence Henderson, that Gilbert can I only wish I could have been at her funeral to tell that story. (laughs) That's another thing he does. You know they call the treacle cutting yes. in, in screenwriting. Yes. That's what he does. As soon as there's a, as soon as there's a touching or a warm or a sentimental moment, he crabs. Well, and let's talk about how respectful he is with death. If he calls me and says, "Let's say it was you," he said, "You know, I'd like to have lunch with Frank Santo, but I know you died because every celebrity that dies, right. I get a phone call, and that's what he says." I hope it doesn't come to that. I hope that's not how no, you find out. No, I don't want it to. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Uh, tell us, uh, as we wind this down, there's a there's a George Burns story? Okay, yes. <laughs> I got a little intel, a little inside information that when George Burns, a few months before his death, he fell and he hurt himself. Okay, see, Gilbert's laughing already. You're a sick man, Godfrey. <laughs> Gilbert, do you know how he fell? He was taking a shit. <laughs> You know, you, you really should be a writer. You put things so beautifully. He is. That is he is. He's, so, he's a th- regular Thoreau. And I'm horrified by this. I feel horrible about it. I'm so sad about it. And then, of course, I hear George Burns on the phone. And he would make up songs about falling off the toilet. Okay. My head went tap. I was taking a crap. (laughs) My head had a thump. I was taking a dump. (laughs) It's like George Burns via Jerry Seinfeld and Walter Matthau. My, my... Oh, can't wait for this one. Oh, my God. My my skull got hit. I was taking a shit. Good Lord. All right. I'm in a fog. I was dropping along. Now he's on to Nash. And Frank, I know we're wrapping up. Yes. But Gilbert hit me with a bit of research. I don't know how he knows. What's that? Oh, uh, uh, well, this happened to me. Okay. <laughs> Growing up, there was a kitty show host named Big Lee. This, this is true, by the way. And, this happened to you, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, I, I one time was interviewing Big League. Actually, I took him to lunch. See how he no, gets I, I took him to lunch. <laughs> it's the story okay. wrong. Please. And what happened at lunch? Please don't interrupt. <laughs> okay, it's okay. I was interviewing Big Lee, my favorite 
childhood <laughs> kitty show host. <laughs> and and he said to me he was drunk. No, he wasn't. He was not <laughs> he drunk. Said, he said, you want a drink? And I said, no. And he said, you got an aversion to cunt? <laughs> This is when I, I, you know, when growing up in Milwaukee, yeah, I used right. to watch I didn't it. know you grew up there. That's that? interesting. thought I knew that. No, everything so about I, I find Big Lee, Frank, my beloved children's show host, and I take him to lunch, and he was really old and very frail. So we sit down, and he goes, are you going to have a drink? And I said, no, I don't drink or smoke. And he looks at me with a gleam in his eye, and he says, do you have an aversion to pussy? <laughs> No, I think you said cunt. No, yeah. it's such so, a nicer story. It the way is you a tell nicer it. story. Yeah. So I'm interviewing Robin Williams shortly after that for the movie Death to Smoochie, uh-huh. where he plays a movie. A movie shows. I actually liked. Yes, I yeah. did too. So I tell him the story, and the camera rolls as I say, "Do you have an aversion?" And Robin starts laughing so hard he has tears running down his face, and then he becomes Big Lee. Wow! He goes, you know why, kids? Because Big Lee loves pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I just started doing the show. Right. That's right. brilliant. And he created a sidekick that didn't exist who had his voice box missing. I mean, it was. Oh, my God. I couldn't air one second of You that have interview. lived a charmed life to have interacted with all these Until people. Until one the, dark day. The way you have. When he walked into my life. I, and, and it that, all went yeah. to shit. <laughs> That's right. Now, do you have any recordings of other girls who want to fuck me? <laughs> I have a new policy. Be better, Derek. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I have stopped mentioning Gilbert Good. to attractive women because everyone says what? Yeah, she said, oh, I love him. That's right. Like it's a Three Stooges girlfriend. Yeah. Remember all the girlfriends? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of, course, the yeah, of course. Of course. I, I'm going to break that next time, I promise you. Yeah. Do, you have, do you have anything to plug? <laughs> I have nothing to plug. I'm sorry to say. You can see my interviews on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You interviewed William Shatner recently live. Yes, but that's not on YouTube because that doesn't belong to me. Okay. And I learned on YouTube, you better put stuff up that belongs to you. Well, just oh, tell yeah. us quickly how Shatner was. He you, was fantastic. You did a one-on-one with him in yes, Milwaukee. And we were talking backstage. It was his birthday. And he was so fantastic. And... I had mentioned that Mel Brooks had done this and how great Mel Brooks was. And he said, well, what did he do? I said, well, he took questions from the audience and a woman in the audience said to him, briefs or uh, boxers? boxers. And he said, depends. And the audience laughed really hard. So we're in the middle of the interview on stage and out loud, Shatner goes, ask me what kind of underwear I wear. (laughs) So I said, do you wear boxers or briefs? And Shatner goes, depends. And the crowd erupts in laughter and he leans to me and he goes, I steal from the best. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. But the YouTube channel, watch Gino TV. Okay. Okay. So he does have something. G-I-N-O. Okay. Gino TV. And thanks again. I want to say to our listeners that Gilbert, uh, not Gilbert, Gino, Gilbert does nothing for the show. (laughs) Gilbert helped us book Gino Conforti, Richard Donner, Tony Sandler, Art Matrano. You've become an angel. Ron Friedman, the upcoming Ron Friedman. Ron Friedman is going to be, I'm going to tell you right now, we this can't is wait. going to be the biggest treat. He is perfect for this podcast. We can't wait. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you, fellows. Thank you for entertaining <laughs> us. We have we have one last clip for oh. you to listen to. This may sound familiar. I understand that you were able to get George <laughs> Hamilton not to tan. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha
Has anyone written you to say, please stop playing that? No. Okay, in fact, we want to book her for the show. That, that's like a person who heard the word laugh. Right. And they said it's a sound that comes out of the body and didn't quite ever hear a laugh. It's like an alien. Yes, exactly. Okay, this has been Gilbert and Frank's amazing colossal podcast. Obsessions. Uh, go! Ah, fuck it. Ah, fuck it. (laughs) And we've had someone who stole my Big Lee story. Uh, He's he's taken most of your good stories. Gino (laughs) Salvo. Thanks, pal. Thank you. You are the greatest. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. It was so much fun. They'll tighten that up, right? The what? Those pauses and oh yeah. Oh, great. Oh, Frank will do all that. Frank's the best. Yeah.